Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. Father, thank you for this opportunity and ask you to anoint these words to go into people's hearts and to warn them against what's going on out there in the name of Jesus. Yep, and so we're going to talk about avoiding the vax plague. Yes, it's still going on, especially up there in the Northeast. And uh, I'm going to share something with you about how that God has shown us the cure for every disease, and it's free, and there's no side effects, and so on and so forth. Just briefly, for those that don't know, um, God has totally borne our curse, according to Galatians 3, 13, and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that upon the Gentiles might come the blessing of Abraham, which was who was blessed in all things, the Bible says, in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now the curse is everything detrimental that ever came against mankind because of sin. And not only did Jesus bear the sin, but he bore the curse of the sin. So this most uh, non-spirit-filled groups do not admit. And, of course, they're killing their people because of it. So this curse is delineated in Deuteronomy 28 as all sickness and plagues. God has taken the curse of sin and of death and put it on His Son for those who believe. And if you believe as the Scripture has said, you will have this benefit. He hath blessed us because of our Passover lamb. Amen. When we eat the words of the Passover in Exodus 12, representing eating the lamb who is the word, we find that the destroyer angel passes over us, but still destroys the wicked. And that includes the wicked among God's people who do not believe the word. Okay. So this is proven in God's word in Exodus 15 and 26. He says, If thou wilt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, which we're sharing with you today, and wilt do that which is right in his eyes, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have put upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Egyptians just represent the world that likes to oppress and control God's people. So God passed over his people who had the blood on the doorpost because of their faith, right? And Psalm 103, 2 through 4 says, Blessed, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Yep, if you do that. You're going to lose out. You may not live long enough to worry about it. Um, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, and who healeth all thy diseases. All thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, and who crowneth 
thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. So we have a better covenant based on better promises, and this at least it speaks for us, right? And First Peter two twenty four says, "Who his own self bear our sins in his body upon the tree, that we, having died unto sins, might live unto righteousness, and by whose stripes." You were healed. Now, some people, because they don't want to believe the Word of God, says this is only spiritual healing. Where does it say that? You see, they add to the Word of God, which brings them under the last four verses of the Bible, curse. Uh, That's the plagues that are written in the book, right? So they take away from the Word of God and they add to the Word of God by telling you that this is just spiritual healing. Well, you will notice that you do not have to talk God into this. He says it's already been done. The only thing left is to repent and believe as they were commanded, right? Repent and believe. Hebrews 4 and 2 says, For indeed we have had good tidings preached unto us, even as also they. But the word of hearing did not profit them because it was not united with faith with them that heard. So today, too, you can go to Bible school, you can sit in a church all your life, but if you don't read the Word of God and believe it, you won't have its benefits. And and it, as if this wasn't enough, Jesus said in uh, Mark eleven twenty four through 26, Um, therefore I say unto you, all things whatsoever, what does that leave out? Uh, nothing. Okay. All things whatsoever you pray and ask for, believe that you receive them. Now, um, in the Greek there, the word is received. Even in the received text, it says that in the footnote, it's received, it's past tense. And you shall have them. Believe you received them. What happens to you when you believe you received something? Well, you quit seeking for it. Quit worrying about it. Okay? You will notice that Jesus also told us that we are to believe it's already done. It's not a matter of talking Him into it. Many people are spending a lot of time wasting their time trying to talk God into something He says is already done. He said, he's probably saying to you, did you read my word? And whensoever you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against anyone, that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now, this is one of the conditions, obviously, because it's tacked right on there to anything you believe, right? And here's the condition. Uh, Forgive if you have aught against anyone that your Father who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, now listen carefully, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Hmm. That means you don't get the benefits. You don't, you're not entitled to them. So you'll notice that unforgiveness is one of the reasons people don't get delivered from the curse. A major reason 
people don't get delivered from the curse, even when they pray or get somebody famous to pray over them <laughs> or whatever. It won't make any difference. In fact, it will deliver them over to the demons who administer the curse. Matthew eighteen thirty four and 35. And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors. Why? Because he wouldn't forgive his fellow servant in, in this text. Till he should pay all that was due. Oh my goodness, that's terrible. We don't have, see, Jesus already paid, uh, the debt for those who repent and believe. Okay? He, he didn't pay the debt for those who won't repent and believe. Repent means change your mind. You can't believe your church. You have to believe the Bible. So shall also my heavenly Father do unto you if you forgive not everyone his brother from your heart. So if you don't forgive, the Father turns you over to the tormenting demons. Unforgiveness comes in many forms. Bitterness, criticism, anger, hurt feelings. Some people say, oh, I, I, I don't have a problem with unforgiveness. I'm just hurt. No, that's unforgiveness. And offense, and faction, and slander, and railing, etc. Okay, you don't have the benefits of the kingdom. Now, here's a plague passing through from the northeast through the country again. What are you going to do? Hmm? So, as long as we have forgiven everybody from the heart, he sets us free and provides us everything necessary to protect us or heal us in this world. Uh, and that's all through his promises. He's raising up children to walk as sons of God in these days to demonstrate the provision of his great salvation. When Jesus came along, God confirmed his word with signs and wonders. He's fixing to do it again. Mm -hmm. And here's a book that uh, goes into this subject in a little more detail. We call it God's Vaccine, and we'll put the link right here. And also, Seven Simple Steps to be immune from plagues and pestilences. Hmm. Yeah, very simple. Um, so considering that God showed us the free cure for every disease in these pages, if we just believe Him, could He be angry enough to show us that trusting in men instead of Him is very destructive? So, so let's see why God is angry, okay? Here is a text, Hosea chapter 9, and we're going to start in verse 11. Notice it's 9-11. Yes, the vex is another false flag, 9-11. As for Ephraim, now God called them, Ephraim that is, the fullness of nations, so that's who we need to see them as here. God called them the fullness of nation. Never has before has this happened before that all the nations have this disease. How can that be possible, right? Hmm. And millions of them are being robbed of their children. Millions. Their glory shall fly away like a bird. There shall be no birth. Mm-hmm. And none with child, and no conception, all side effects of the vax. Verse 12, though they bring up their children and get them vaxed, 
yet will I bereave them, so that not a man shall be left. Well, this is the depopulation agenda of the deep state. And it's to bring down the population of the world to 500 million. They're just in your face with that, right? That's their doctrine. All the Gates and the Rockefellers of this world, the people that make the vaccines, for goodness sake, come on. Yea, woe also unto them when I depart from them. There's no help there, you see. Verse 13, Ephraim, like as I have seen Tyre, Tyre, the Lord showed me years ago, was a type of the U.S. in the midst of the sea, like an island in the midst of the sea, right? Is planted as a pleasant place. Now, America certainly has been that. But Ephraim shall bring out his children to the slayer. Yep, they bring in their children to get them vexed and killing them and destroying their whole future. 14. Give them, O Lord, what wilt thou give? Give them a miscarrying womb and dry breasts. There you go. Miscarriages are up 4,070%. And there's still a baby formula shortage here in the United States, which is all, also came from the same people. So this doesn't include the babies born with every kind of sickness because their immune system is destroyed. So that's just the miscarriages. Okay. And the babies can pass on the plague of the vax as well as the grown-ups. It's called shedding. Um, the death rate is climbing geometrically. I've never, in just the last few weeks, I've seen more funeral processions down our main drag here uh, than in all the years I've been here. Seems like every time I would turn out on the main drag there, uh, there's a funeral procession. Verse 15, All their wickedness is in Gilgal, for there I hated them. Because of the wickedness of their doings, I will drive them out of my house. I will love them no more. All their princes are revolters. Yes, foolish Christian leaders send their people to go get the vax. And why aren't the people figuring this out and deciding they're in the wrong church, right? And it's not a church, right? So... They don't believe nor teach what God says about God's vaccine. And I'll put it here so you can go read it. And it's straight out of the Word of God. So, they'll, they're guilty of much blood. Who's guilty of the blood in Revelation? The harlot and the daughters of the harlot. They're guilty of the blood of the people. Yes. So... There needs to be repentance. People need to turn back to the word of the Lord. And if they don't, there's going to be a lot more death. 16. Ephraim is smitten. Their root is dried up. They shall bear no fruit. Yea, that because this is being, they're just being destroyed, you know. Their reproduction systems are being destroyed. 
Yea, though they bring forth, yet will I slay the beloved fruit of their womb. In other words, they might even come to birth, but then they will die. Okay, so man can't escape the curse. God put the curse on man to cause them to repent and to return to the Lord. Read it, Deuteronomy 28, very clear, very clear. Man can't escape what God puts on him. It, it's, it, it's there to send men to God for his salvation. This is the most important reason that you're here, right? And man's methods only shift the curse from one area of our lives to another. And especially when they do it to plan to depopulate. Jeremiah seventeen five through 9. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed is the man that trusteth in man, and maketh the flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. So a man departs from the Lord when he trusts in men, when they've got these powerful promises like the ones I just read to you. You do not believe that? You Because you believe you're a preacher, you believe you're a church, you do not believe the word of the Lord? Okay, so could that make God angry? I suppose. Now, multitudes who have taken the vaccine have discovered this to be true. We shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh. Just like I'm saying right now, I'm sharing with you the good news. This is good. Okay, they won't see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, a salt land and not inhabited. That's because the land is poisoned, right? Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose trust the Lord is, for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out its root by the river, and shall not fear when heat cometh, but its leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, or not anxious, or not fearful in the year of drought. We've got a man-made drought going on out there. They've destroyed food sources all around the world, and that's exactly what they want to do is depopulate. Figure it out. And neither shall cease from yielding fruit. God's people don't have to worry about droughts, and they don't have to worry about the, a lack of food. God said he feeds the sparrows. He's going to feed you, right? Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and it's exceedingly corrupt. Who can know it? Well, a lot of people think man is intrinsically good. <laughs> now, the beast is being revealed, right? Would any sane person trust a, a Rockefeller Gates depopulationist to make a vaccine for COVID-19 when no one, not even the CDC, has ever isolated COVID-19? Yeah, nobody's got a sample of it. Nobody. They've never had a sample of it. And they admit it. And here's a clue. How can you make a vaccine if you don't have a sample? <laughs> okay. And here is a clue. As the, as the statistics for COVID-19 go up, the statistics for the flu go down. 
Now they're calling the flu COVID-19. Hmm. But it doesn't matter. When you mix this with 5G, as happened in Wuhan, it killed them. Same in Europe. They had just put in 5G in both of these places and turned it up when the slaughter began. So, it's a scam. So, pictures of damage to lungs from 5G and so-called COVID-19 are identical. COVID-19 is not the problem. The vax is the problem. COVID-19 stampeded people to get the vax, which is their depopulation effort. Rockefeller dictated that remdesivir and uh, respirators was the cure, but the tests proved it to be deadly. And even in Wuhan, anybody that they put on the respirators died. Uh Uh-huh. So they learned it way back there. So you're just forcing that crud uh, deeper and deeper into your lung tissue, you know. So while the CDC scared everyone away from the successful treatments, uh, I'm talking about for men, there's no successful treatment for God's people but God himself, his word, because you're trusting in men still. But I just want to make a point here. This successful treatments for natural, even lost men was ivermectin and hydrochloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine, excuse me. It's been a while since I used the word. So, and of course, they outlawed this. They, they can tell you what you can take and what you can't. So they outlawed this. So you would have to go and pay them extreme costs for these vaccines, right? And, and this, by the way, cost almost nothing. Big Pharma made a huge amount of money for these criminals with their poisons. So follow the money. So God has the answer, and we are having success praying over people who believe in God's words. Yes, we even see the symptoms, but when we pray, they go. They go, because we trust in the Lord. And He will do it the same for you. He is no respecter of persons. Let me just share just a few things with you. Pfizer's COVID vaccine causes miscarriages and stillbirths. And this is by Mary Villarreal, 121.22. And this was on Natural News. After initially being denied, the public health and medical professionals for transparency finally gained access to documents containing Pfizer's data on their COVID-19 vaccine, revealing that the big pharma company received over 150,000 reports of serious adverse events, including miscarriages and stillbirths within three months of vaccine rollout. So that was just at the beginning. Now it's millions and billions of people are damaged and on their way to being dead. So, it goes on to say, what is especially concerning about the data found are the number of pregnant and lactating women who received the shots in the first few months of the rollout. The data states that of 270 
uh, unique pregnancies exposed to the vaccine, no outcome was provided for 238 pregnancies, leaving only 32 with known outcomes. And out of these 32 known outcomes, 23 resulted in spontaneous abortions. That's miscarriages. Two, premature births with neonatal deaths. Two, spontaneous abortions with uh, interunural um, death. One, spontaneous abortion with neonatal death and one pregnancy with normal outcome. One pregnancy with normal outcome. Well, what happened to this person? They must have got the placebo, or else they were a believer. (laughs) They began to believe, you know. Oh, thank you, Father. There's some of them out there. So it went on to say, This means that of 32 pregnancies with known outcomes, 28 resulted in fetal death. If results are to be based on only on the known outcomes of the vaccines uh, in pregnant and lactating women, then there is an 87.5% pregnancy loss rate. Did you get that? 87.5% pregnancy loss rate. So let me say, if you're in this situation, you can do something. You can trust in God. You can go to Him and pray. Remember what Jesus said, All things whatsoever you pray and ask for, for, believe you have received them, and you shall have them. Okay. Public health agencies remain uh, adamant that uh, pregnant women and their children are more likely to die of the virus than from the vaccine, which they know is a lie. But there is little evidence that proves such claims. And as the study they usually refer to comes from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC itself, well, that's a, a deep state outfit to the core. And they've marched several, several of them off down to Gitmo and taken care of them. Okay. I'm talking about of the higher-ups. And they're not through. The who is going to be in the same situation. A comparison of stillbirth rates in uh, 1,249,634 deliveries at 736 hospitals from March 2020 to September 2020. 21, uh, among women with and without COVID infections established that there there was indeed a surge in stillbirths, but not during the height of the first deadly wave of the virus, only during the period when the Delta variant was dominant or after pregnant women were pressured into getting vaccinated. Hmm. So here's a related article. Uh, UK now pushing pregnant women to take COVID vaccines despite miscarriage infertility risks, which, as we saw, are very high. Okay, despite the numbers, only 98% of COVID-19 affected deliveries pre-Delta compared to 2.70% after vaccines were introduced. The CDC... The CDC 
uh, still won't consider that the experimental injections could be the reason for the increasing stillbirth rates. Hmm. So they can't compute. And because the COVID-19 vaccines are said to be highly effective and vaccination among pregnant women was approximately 30% as of July 2021, uh, most women with COVID-19 at delivery were likely to be unvaccinated, according to the CDC. This information does not sound very scientific because science isn't usually an assumption based on a slogan added to the guesstimates. Yeah, they're liars. Let's just put it the way it's supposed to be. Another study that experts heavily relied on was a study that was later corrected when analysts recognized the error in their data collections, adding the possibility of an 82% miscarriage rate in early pregnancy despite concluding that COVID shots were safe and effective. They're liars. They want you to be part of their depopulation effort. And the rest of them are getting paid too heavy to come against it. So they'd rather sacrifice you. I'm talking about doctors, nurses, the whole system. They'd rather sacrifice you than say, wait a minute, do the study. Find out what this does. They don't want to hear that because they're making lots of money. So too much unknown information to definitely say vaccines are for the good of all. That's what they say. The Pfizer vaccine has already been approved by the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, And these COVID vaccines have already caused 1.8 million adverse events that included deaths, miscarriages, Bell's palsy, heart attacks, various permanent disabilities, to just name a few. Okay. While research continues regarding how natural immunity from COVID is more robust than vaccines. Yes, look at all the people who got the symptoms and didn't do anything about it, didn't go to the hospital, which is the most dangerous place to go if you don't want to catch a viral thing or uh, even something that is transmitted by shedding, right? Um, How natural immunity from COVID is more robust than the vaccines. 79% of fully vaccinated individuals had been infected with any one of the variants of the virus. And by the way, the vaccine itself is making the variants. Mm Mm-hmm. This means that injecting bodies with foreign substances that have been rushed through development caused harm and even death, negating any duty to seek to preserve our bodies, quote-unquote. If previous studies are any indication, it shows that vaccines are anything but safe and effective. In mid-2021, Dr. Simone Gold founder of America's Frontline Doctors, previously explained that there is a known potential and mid-pregnancy fertility risk with the use of the vaccine. She acknowledged that while getting COVID-19 has been associated with a high risk of mid-pregnancy miscarriage because the placenta fails. 
And she noted that the vaccine may do the exact same thing. Wow. It's lunacy to to get this experimental vaccine if you're a young female, she said. It's that simple. I would flat out forbid any young female from getting this vaccine. And I think it's very unethical for any physician to offer this to a young female, she said. Absolutely. Okay, here's another one. Vaccine shedding is not a conspiracy theory. 12.8.22 by Kevin Hughes. Ohio-based lawyer Tom Rents discussed a variety of topics during a recent episode of Another Rents Rant. And, of course, this is a link. You can go and listen to it. Rents shared that renowned cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough has been talking about the possibility of vaccine shedding, meaning the unvaccinated can also be infected with diseases caused by the vaccines. Rent said that this appears terrifying, but it is not a conspiracy theory. The lead counsel in three major cases concerning the COVID lockdowns, mask mandates, and false death case data told his inter- his viewers that McCullough doesn't say anything he can't back up with evidence. Rents, a patriot and freedom fighter, said that he has been talking about vaccine shedding since early 2021, shortly after the jabs came out. He cited that there was a document about reportable safety events in studies at Pfizer. Quote, if a pregnant woman came in contact with someone who was vaccinated, then that is considered a reportable safety event. Why is that? Why were they tracking that? Well, they didn't answer. No contact, and they were specific contacts, didn't necessarily mean anything more than just being around it. I mean literally shedding when you get near someone who was recently vaccinated. They were concerned. Why? Well, Rince asked, and I'll, in this parenthesis here, I'm going to share this, a link. Uh, Truth confirmed. Research proves two more conspiracy theories related to vaccine shedding, pregnant women, to be true all along. So it's been true. It's never been a conspiracy. Rents also uh, mentioned that when uh, Cormanity was uh, fraudulently approved by the Food and Drug Administration, so listen to this. I said this before, but now this clears it up. Um, With the FDA, right? Pfizer did a bunch of post-authorization studies on it. These post-authorization studies include vaccine shedding as well as viral and bacterial gene therapy products. Yes. The Ohio-based lawyer asked why Pfizer is concerned about shedding if it's not possible and why is it calling the vaccine a gene therapy product if it's not. Uh Uh-huh. He pointed out that the Pfizer and the FDA are lying 
and the American people are trusting liars. Everything about the jab has been a lie, he said. Amen. Amen. Don't Shed on Me is another article here by Ethan Huff, 12-7-22, called uh, The COVID Vaccinated Are a Health Threat to the Unvaccinated, warns Dr. Peter McCullough. Is it possible as an unvaccinated person to become contaminated with COVID chemicals through exposure to others who have been jabbed? The answer is yes, according to Dr. Peter McCullough. In a recent interview with Action Canada's Tanya Gall, McCullough discussed the risks that COVID-vaccinated people pose to the unvaccinated. In a nutshell, he likened the situation to non-smokers inhaling the secondhand smoke of smokers. Well, I say it's a lot worse than that. A lot worse than that. Citing a paper uh, recently published in the TMR journal, Infectious Disease Research, uh, McCullough shared details about how messenger RNA, that's mRNA, can transfer from the fully jabbed to the unjabbed since these chemicals persist in the blood for at least two weeks and likely much longer post-injection. Another study recently published found that mRNA remains in the lymph nodes of the fully jabbed for months, which further backs McCullough's claims there is also another recent medical study that McCullough called the most disturbing that shows mRNA poisons can transfer from breast milk to babies. Quote, it seemed the body can't clear it, unquote, McCullough stated soberly. And related to that, McCullough uh, faces losing his medical license for breaking the script on COVID. Yeah, because of the criminals who are controlling the system from Rockefeller and Gates on down, right? So, do mRNA poisons stay in the body permanently? McCullough thinks so. If an unvaccinated person gets close to a vaccinated person, either through sexually, sexual activity or even just kissing, the so-called vaccine can transfer through this route as well. It is currently unknown how long an unvaccinated person should wait before engaging in this type of contact with an, a vaccinated person. In McCullough's estimation, these poisons could remain for years or maybe even permanently, making the fully jabbed an indefinite public health risk. This is very disturbing, McCullough stated. Early on in the pandemic, McCullough advised that the unvaccinated should wait at least a month before having close contact with someone who got jabbed for the Fauci flu. Now he has bumped that to 90 days or more. So now he's saying, hey, it could be there indefinitely, you know. And after each shot, mRNA accumulates even more with no 
ability for the body to get rid of it, McCullough maintains. It looks like they permanently install into the human genome through what we call reverse transcription, he explained. In other words, mRNA poisons reprogram human genes and turn a person, it seems, into a non-human automaton with strange foreign DNA, an extra DNA strand. I've noticed that they've discovered. Uh, They've made you into something that is not human. And he goes on. At best, mRNA turns the fully vaccinated into fully transhuman beings that look human, but that have non-human genetic blueprints. Autopsies of deceased fully jabbed bodies show the presence of this altered genetic material throughout the vital organs. This, McCullough says, is proof all on its own. Quote, so I can tell you everyone who's taken the vaccine has this material in their brain, their heart, adrenal glands, reproductive organs, McCullough said. It's really a terrible thought. My heart goes out to anyone taking the vaccine. Yes. You can watch the interview between Gaw and McCullough at um, the Rare Foundation website. The link is here if you want to go watch it. If a war is to be fought, it's with this New World Order fascist system, wrote a commentator in response to McCullough's claims and revelations. They are already at war with us. They want the earth, and they want it without you on it. This is just the start of the beginning of sorrows. Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24 and 8, wrote another, Pointing to the Holy Scriptures for guidance about what comes next, read the book of Revelation. How many people die in the book of Revelation? Sickly. Read it. You'll see. That's where we're headed. We're almost there. This is the foundation of it. We're going through it now. Okay. He went on to say, Much more is on the way in the form of continued pestilences, wars, famines, and natural disasters, all right there in the book of Revelation, which a lot of people say they don't believe in. (laughs) What makes these different than in past sorrows is the intensity and frequency. Then to stop this mass death, there will be enforced false worship worldwide. Give some verses here, Matthew 24, 9 through 11, Revelation 13, 11 through 18, uh, the last counsel and warning is found in Revelation 14, 6 through 12. Okay, here's another one. COVID vaccine shedding, understanding what is happening in the unseen realm. And there's a video here, too, you can watch. Fix the World Project, 5, 6, 21. In this presentation, we review the most recent phenomenon of non-vaccinated people who are experiencing extreme health effects after being in close proximity with a vaccinated person for a short period of time. Specifically, hundreds of thousands of reports have been given and then censored by the mainstream media who are guilty of mass murder. 
censored by mainstream media of women's menstrual cycles being severely affected, including miscarriages when a non-vaccinated person are around someone who has had a COVID injection. People are waking up to this new bioweapon unleashed on the public, and we have reports of doctors, stores, and schools telling vaccinated people to stay away. You got that? It was the other way around when it began, right? They were blaming everybody that wasn't getting vaccinated who had a little bit of sense. So watch the presentation on BitChute at this link, and I'll put the link here. To understand why and how this transmission is happening, we cover important information about spike proteins, shedding versus transmission, and EMF properties of hydrogel in the COVID injections. We also cover how non-vaccinated people may be exposed to contaminants in the environment that can add to these health conditions. These include chemtrails, hydrogel, contaminated GMO foods, heavy metals, toxicity. I found out recently that they found it in chocolate, chocolate bars, heavy metals, toxicity, 5G EMF radiation. There you go, 5G. Are you around any of these towers, right? Well, there you go. That's what happened at Wuhan. That's what happened in Europe. Then it came here. All right. And strange fibers found in COVID masks and PCR test swabs. Uh, okay, they found that the PCR test swabs, when they reached up in your nose and rubbed them in the back of your nasal cavity there, that it went right through the uh, blood barrier into your brain. And they were actually um, vaccinating you with the test. Uh-huh. And the guy that made the test said, you can't use this test to prove anything about COVID-19. Okay. So it's a scam. The whole thing is a scam. We believe the key to understanding what is happening lies in the unseen realm. In this presentation, we do a deep dive into areas of science that are overlooked in order to explain in plain terms what is happening in the unseen realm when it comes to COVID vaccine shedding. Here's a video for you, too. Okay, here's one. Big Pharma's uh, rape of all mankind, exposing the dangers of the masks and the PCR tests. Okay, that's a banned video. And Eve transcribed it for us, so thank you that for that. People are finding strange fibers inside their masks and in the COVID-19 PCR test swabs. Many people are pointing out the similarities between these fibers and Morgellons disease, which is a mysterious, unexplained skin condition characterized by small fibers emerging from skin sores. But the fibers we are seeing in the masks and test swabs seem to be different. Many have suggested that they are normal, constructive fibers. (laughs) But upon close examination, they do exhibit strange qualities. In the video, we see that when exposed to wind, 
this fiber behaves exactly as one would expect. But when breathed upon, it acts differently. It appears to come to life. The fibers appear to behave similar to how uh, theragrippers are described. Similar to parasitic worms, theragrippers were created by Johns Hopkins University. Theragrippers are as small as a grain of dust and are designed to deliver medication into the host's body. So now they're using it the other way around. Hmm. They operate like uh, small compressed springs with a temperature trigger coating that releases the stored energy autonomously at body temperature. In other words, compressed springs with temperature-controlled coating, right? These fibers can easily be described as spring-like, and while people are wearing a mask, they can easily spring towards their mouth as the people breathe, as if the masks and the PCR tests are a delivery system loaded with drugs ready to be delivered into the host's bloodstream. Under magnification, the PCR test swabs appear to have grass-like fibers. In one experiment, the PCR test swab was rubbed against a piece of raw meat to emulate the tissue inside our nasal cavity. These microfibers deeply penetrated themselves into the flesh. Is this happening inside our nasal cavity when we are being swabbed with the PCR test? Well, no, not mine. <laughs> uh, DARPA has been developing BCIs, that's brain-computer interfaces, since the 1960s, and now they are ready to inject our military with a technology that will continuously test their blood. It is not a dreaded government microchip to track your every move, but a tissue-like gel engineered to continuously test your blood. The overwhelming desire of the powers that be seems to be putting something inside of us, putting an experimental vaccine inside of us, putting the remnants of an aborted child inside of us. How is that any different than rape? How is it? that anyone is okay with this. This is narrated by Greg Reese with InfoWars. Mm-hmm. A link here. Uh, another one. Are vaccines fueling new COVID variants? One four twenty three by Ethan Huff. This is from Natural News. There is another new COVID variant, or so we are told, that is spreading across the Northeast. That's happening right now. And the Wall Street Journal uh, admits that COVID vaccines are making people more susceptible to it. XBB, as they are calling this latest variant, is not necessarily a deadlier than previous variants. It is also a lot different. We are told that previous variants in that it evades protection from the injections. So, quote, 
Growing evidence also suggests that repeated vaccinations may make people more susceptible to XBB and could be fueling the virus's rapid evolution, uh, writes Alicia Finley, admitting what many of us have known for years now. XBB supposedly belongs to the Omicron uh, anagram for moronic, he says, she says, uh, family of variants, which comes with numerous descendants, according to Finley, many of which have popped out in different regions of the world, curiously bearing some of the same mutations. A study published on December 19th explains that the rapid and simultaneous emergence of all these variants possessing enormous growth advantages is unprecedented. They had to be designed that way, right? The reason we know is the jabs. Quote, under selective evolutionary pressures, the virus appears to have developed mutations that enable it to transmit more easily and escape antibodies elicited by vaccines and prior infection, Finley clarifies. So a related here is, um, here is more proof showing that COVID injections are spreading more variants. Okay, here's a preprint uh, study says that COVID bivalent uh, booster jab responsible for spreading new variants. Okay, another study currently in the preprint contains similar revelations. This one looked at the so-called bi- bivalent or bivalent uh, booster jab for COVID which uh, authorities are pushing on the masses as the solution to all the new variants. Workers at the Cleveland Clinic were used to assess the efficacy of bivalent boosters, bivalent boosters, which are found to provide modest protection, quote-unquote, they call it. The key sentence in that study, though, is one specifying that, quote, the virus Strains dominant in the community were those represented in the vaccine, unquote. Hmm. This would seem that to suggest that the variants supposedly covered by bivalent uh, boosters at any given time just so happened to be the very same ones that continued to spread like wildfire particularly among the fully vaccinated. Hmm. In Finley's article, it is further admitted that COVID vaccines, they call them, provide poor and inadequate protection against new strains of the virus that come along. As opposed to natural immunity, which is generalized, but jab immunity is strain-specific, or so we are told, meaning that new strains come along, there is no available protection against them. In other words, it uh, destroys your immunity to uh, future things because uh, it, it replaces your 
natural immunity, which covers everything, to being very specific. And then when it comes along, something else comes along down the road, you don't have any protection. Okay. Bivalent vaccines that target the Wuhan and the BA5 variants or breakthrough infections with the latter prompt the immune system to produce antibodies that target viral regions the two strains have in common, Finley writes. XBB has evolved to elude antibodies induced by the vaccines and breakthrough infections. This, quote, immune imprinting caused by the injections, as they are calling it, was also addressed in a New England Journal of Medicine uh, study published uh, last month. That one, along with another one published this month in Cell, both show that those who get injected are only protected against older strains of the virus because their immune systems were imprinted a.k.a. uh, damaged, to not generally recognize all mutations or viral invaders. So if you've ever had one and the nature of the the so-called, it's not, it may not even be a virus, I got to tell you, but we're just going to go along with what they're saying here, okay? Um, That when the new one comes along, you got no protection. So uh, a bivalent um, booster only slightly increased antibodies against XBB, Finley writes. Experts nevertheless claim that boosters improve protection against XBB. That's disinformation. No, that's a lie. To use their favored term. Quote, it might not be a coincidence that XBB surged this fall in Singapore, which has among the highest vaccination and booster rates in the world. Over the past several weeks, a XBB strain has become predominant in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, making up about three-quarters of the virus's samples that have been genetically sequenced. The latest news about COVID jabs can be found at Immunization News. Okay, got a link there. Hospitals mobbed with every room and even hallways occupied with portable cots. Has the spike protein apocalypse begun? Oh, this is by S.D. Wells, 12-17-22, Natural News. The hospitals in Virginia are full with nearly every room occupied, including the emergency rooms, and even portable cots in the halls are becoming the norm for the overflow. As witnessed by investigative reporters and journalists, several hospitals in major cities of Virginia are full past capacity. So not only is every room occupied, but many Portable cots with patients on them are lined up along the walls of the long halls uh, and numbered. And, you know, we just talked about shedding. 
and how dangerous any hospital is if you don't want to catch anything because it's all there, and now they've made it worse. Okay? It's designed to be worse. So it's like a horror scene from a, pl- a pandemic movie, um, quoting again the author here, and people are waking up and down the halls, walking up and down the halls, while patients are sleeping on cots with IV tubes in their arms, with people around them coughing and sneezing and carrying on about the bad conditions. It's most likely a fire hazard also, with hardly enough staff members to assist the overflow of patients if an emergency evacuation situation should arise. One can only guess at the reasons for the mobbing of hospitals right now and at the check-in desk in the emergency rooms. Patients are lined up for check-in complaining of chest pains, high blood pressure, trouble breathing, and other symptoms that all seem to relate to spike protein syndrome, a critical illness caused by millions of prions that uh, clog the vascular system and strain the heart and cleansing organs. Oh. So here's Big Pharma raking in the bucks as patients sleep on cots in hallways of major hospitals as the scam-demic rages on. Should you or a loved one spend the night in the hallway on a cot at an overcrowded hospital for any reason? The average cost of that overnight stay ranges uh, from a whopping 9300 on up to $13,600, depending upon the type of coverage or non-coverage that you have. This is according to data collected from the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, even though the quality of care when sleeping in the hallway at the emergency room leaves much to be desired. Imagine how much money the hospitals are making with every room full and all the hallways crowded with cots against the wall, spread out about every 10 feet with a sick person, even overnight. Police are having to battle crazy people in fits of rage. In the middle of the night, police are having to escort crazed patients from the premises during emergency lockdowns in the emergency areas of hospitals. Patients can't even rest properly in the halls with all the critical care machines beeping, opening up of supply closets, nurses talking at full volume, and no emergency call buttons for the patients in the hallways to call for help. How can anyone get well or recover from surgery in conditions like this? So this is what's going on, especially in the Northeast. Someone could go to the emergency room because the spike proteins are causing tiny clogs in their vascular system, driving their heart to beat at irregular rhythms. They spend a night or two on a cot in the hallway, and it costs them $25,000. And the doctors can't figure out what's wrong. After running very expensive CAT scans and other diagnostic tests, then after being exposed to lots of sick patients roaming the, the hallways with Fauci flu and other RSVs, 
uh, plus the risk of getting a superbug infection. Think MRSA here from the IVs and the dirty, crowded conditions. The visit to the hospital might serve as a shovel for digging your own grave. A spike, pardon the pun, in uh, illnesses has led to a shortage of hospital beds across Virginia, including for pediatric uh, hospitalizations. For example, the Children's Hospital of Richmond says that they are operating at greater than 95% capacity. Could it have to do with compromised immune systems due to Wuhan flu infections and boosters? Since the deadly COVID jabs have been administering to teens and uh, and kids, uh, there has been a 40% increase in pediatric hospitalizations. Looks like the spike protein apocalypse has begun. How much worse can these hospitals' conditions become? It sounds like it's time to blame those uh, darned video games, referee whistles, cold showers again. Well, bookmark Vaccine News to your favorite independent websites for updates on experimental gene therapy injections the CDC and fake news claim are safe and effective and when they've really when they're really dangerous and health damaging. Okay, experts estimate 20 million are already dead due to COVID vaccination and over 2 billion injured. This is the Liberty Beacon. And I'll give you the link here. 10-1-22. Europe Reloaded Editor's Note. These calculations provided by Peter Halogen on his uh, Substack account linked to below are based on the Lazarus Report or, as is more commonly known, the Harvard Pilgrim Study from 2011 which estimated that less than 1% of vaccine adverse events are ever reported. To our knowledge, this claim has stood the test of time. As many independent doctors have noted, this vaccine has been the deadliest so far produced. Produced. (laughs) So here's the expose. Peeling back the layers of deception and obfuscation reveals a shocking truth that may not be all that shocking to our informed readers. COVID-19 vaccines, as they call them, are injuring and killing far more people than the government is letting on. Estimates compiled from pieced together data suggest that as many as 20 million people worldwide have died so far from the shots, while another 2.2 billion have suffered injuries. And we are only getting uh, started here. So add to UDRA and VAERS adverse event data on deaths and events together multiplied by an underreporting factor of 40 globalize the EU and U.S. one-eighth share of 12.5 billion global doses. Okay, theirs 
take only the U.S. data, 13,972 deaths and 854,084 adverse reactions to 5 of August 2022, and their summary for COVID-19 vaccines through 8-5-22, VAERS analysis, UDRA, ignore the headline and scoot to the first image on the landing page. 46,999 deaths and 47,731,833 injuries. 76,789 deaths and 6,089,773 injuries reported in U.S. and European databases following COVID-19 vaccine and vaccine impact. Of course, again, keep in mind the underreporting. Okay. The number of U.S. injections around 600 million increased to 608 million in the last few weeks. CDC COVID data tracker vaccinations in the U.S. number of EU injections equals around 900 million, increased to 915 million in the last few weeks. The number of global injections equals around 12 billion, increased to 12.5 billion in the last few weeks. Coronavirus, COVID-19, vaccinations, our world in data. Okay. The Lazarus report showing less than 1 in 100 vaccination injuries are reported. Got that? Less than 1 in 100 vaccination industries are reported. So see pages 6 of 7. That states... Fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported. Low reporting rates preclude or slow the identification of problem drugs and vaccines that endanger public health. So there's a major cover-up going on. So electronic support for public health, vaccine adverse event reporting system, uh, VAERS, Using a 1 in 100 under-reporting factor uh, would make the injections horribly deadly and injurious. 1.4 million deaths and 85 million injuries for the 600 million doses administered. A more recent attempt at estimating the uh, URF is around 40 here. Determining the VAERS underreporting multiplier. So, EU and U.S. deaths equal 13,972 plus 46,999 equals 60,971 deaths. And EU and U.S. injuries equal 854,084 plus 6,089,000 773 equals 6,943,857. Multiple persons, half of which are serious. So multiply by 40, the URF, and then by 8 to globalize. 
Global deaths are around 19.5 million so far, and global injuries are around 2.2 billion. In the coming months and years, these figures will balloon even higher as lingering spike proteins progressively damage the bodies of the fully vaccinated, leaving them prone not only to every illness that comes along, autoimmune disease, right, but also to deadly clots, in other words, myocarditis and pericarditis. Yes. It requires a bit of digging to come up with the uh, aforementioned figures as governments work overtime to keep all pertinent data hidden, or at least confusing. And the way post-injection um, injuries and deaths are calculated varies from country to country and even from municipality to municipality, uh, making it difficult to come up with accurate numbers. The safety and effectiveness claims for the shots are also highly skewed, one way being how cases of the Fauci flu are determined. All throughout the uh, alleged pandemic, illnesses and deaths were falsely attributed to the virus so that later the injections could be framed as the cure. Mm-hmm. In 2020, before the official launch of the vaccinations, the annualized rate of COVID cases was around 70 million. And keep in mind that the official definition of a case is still just as murky today as it was in the beginning of the pandemic. That's the way they can keep you confused and not really figure out what they are doing or what they have done to you, right? So following the launch of Operation Warp Speed in the USA, the annualized number of COVID cases increased nearly fivefold to 330 million. The annualized mortality rate also increased from 1.7 million pre-Operation Warp Speed to 2.9 million post-Operation Warp Speed. This is significant because it shows that the shots are not saving lives, as is still being claimed. And the opposite is actually true, as many more people are getting sick and dying in the injection area. Era, excuse me. Rather than a 95% or 91% in the trials, reduction in cases and deaths, there has been a 370% increase in the annualized case rate, writes Peter Halligan on his uh, substack. Annualized deaths have increased by 180%. Halligan looked at the data in the government's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, that's VAERS, to come up with the 20 million dead and 2.2 billion injured figures since VAERS only captures a very small percentage of actual vaccine-related adverse events, Halligan extrapolated true figure estimates using multiplication. The, quote, butcher's bill from the battlefield, quote, unquote, as he calls it, points to these figures being far more accurate than anything the government or Big Pharma are admitting, 
and were these and were these figures to spread widely across the population, there would surely be a whole lot of angry folks with a lot of questions for the powers that be. And the source here is published to the Liberty Beacon from EuropeReloaded.com. Okay, another one. More than 25% of Americans believe they personally know someone who died from COVID vaccines. One three twenty three by Ethan Huff, uh, Natural News. It is official. Most people living in the United States today agree that COVID vaccines are to blame for higher than normal rates of unexplained and sudden death. Further, 28% or more than one in four say they know someone who died suddenly, likely from the injections. We know this from the latest uh, Rasmussen reports, National Telephone and Online Survey, which found that 49% of American adults believe that COVID jab side effects are responsible for a significant number of unexplained deaths throughout the country. More than one in four, the survey also found, have been personally affected in some way by shot Damage. 48% of Americans told pollsters that they believe there are legitimate reasons to be concerned about the safety of COVID injections, while 15% are unsure. Only 37% say that concerns about jab safety are the product of wild conspiracy theories. So here's a related. It says, uh, since post-COVID jab deaths are not being autopsied, there is no way to really know the true number of injection-caused deaths. Mm -hmm. If you're a Democrat, chances are you got vaccinated and believe fully in the safety and effectiveness of the shots. Yep. So therefore, this is wiping out more Democrats then, well, then Republicans. The poll included 1,000 American adults, 71% of whom say that they personally received at least one COVID injection. Only 26% of respondents have clean, untainted blood that was not affected by the shots. Uh, we don't know how many... Um, were duds, you know, but they had to do that to keep you from finding out immediately that this was murdering everybody, right? Of those who never got injected, 77% told Rasmussen that they believe it is at least somewhat likely that COVID jab side effects are associated with the uptick in unexplained deaths of those who took the jabs. Just 38% feel the same way. 45% of unvaccinated respondents told pollsters that they think they personally know someone who died because of the jabs, while only 22% of fully jabbed adults believe the same thing. Among the fully vaccinated, 46% said people who worry about the safety of the jabs are spreading conspiracy theories. 
Just 15% of the unvaccinated share the same belief. 69% of those who haven't gotten the COVID-19 vaccine think that there are legitimate reasons to be concerned about the safety of COVID-19 vaccines, as do 40% of those who have gotten vaccinated against the virus. Rasmussen further reported. As you might expect, the fully vaccinated lean heavily in the direction of being Democrats. 85% of the fully jabbed who participated in the survey identify as left-wing after all. Well, I must say, too, that there's an awful lot of Christians, um, and I use the term loosely, uh, who went to get the jab who would consider themselves conservatives. But they're unbelievers, according to the Word of God. A majority of Republicans, 63%, are also vaccinated, as are a majority of people not affiliated with either major party. The unvaccinated, meanwhile, remain in minority in the U.S. More Republicans, 60%, than Democrats, 44%, or the uh, unaffiliated, 43%, think there are legitimate reasons to be concerned about the safety of COVID-19 vaccines. Rasmussen further reported. However, there is less political difference in the number who suspect someone they know might have died from the vaccine side effects. 33% of Democrats and 26% of both Republicans and the unaffiliated. What might come as a surprise to some is the fact that younger Americans tend to be less vaccinated than older Americans. The vast majority of people who complied with Operation Warp Speed are elderly. And the elderly are also less likely than younger Americans to believe that the shots are unsafe. Well, also, in the old folks' homes, they go around shooting everybody, right? While 35% of adults under 40 in the U.S. believe they personally know someone who died from COVID jabs, only 28% of those between the ages of 40 and 64 believe that. Meanwhile, just 14% of Americans aged 65 and older believe there is anything to fear about the injections, showing that previous generations are far more trusting of the establishment than newer generations. That's because they went to college (laughs) and became liberals. Yeah. Excess mortality. Over 2,400 Americans are dying each day following vaccine mandates. Ed Dowd unveils alarming evidence-based data. That's 11-16-22 by Mike Adams, Natural News. Today we feature an interview with Ed Dowd, author of Unknown Causes, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. Ed Dowd, along with his team of analysis, um, has assembled the most comprehensive and compelling data revealing excess mortality following the introduction of COVID vaccines. His website, where some of these results are presented, is 
theyliedpeopledied.com. Ed Dowd is also head of the Humanity Project found at this link. And I'll give the link. Today he joins me in an interview to discuss his findings, warnings that sooner or later the medical and scientific community will be unable to ignore the fact that over 2,400 Americans are dying each day, almost certainly from vaccines, which comes to about 900,000 Americans killed in a year. Um, here's just one chart from Ed Dowell that showed excess deaths following the introduction of COVID-19 vaccines, experimental mRNA injections. Across the population, Ed Dowd explains in the interview, excess mortality is running about 32%. Around 7,700 Americans routinely die each day, and 32% of that comes to 2,400-plus deaths per day. That's only counting America. Global deaths are, of course, far higher. Credible estimates of global deaths from COVID-19 vaccines have been compiled by other analysis um, and experts, and they claim that at least 20 million people have already been killed worldwide from COVID-19 vaccines, making the scale of this vaccine holocaust more than triple the size of the historical Holocaust atrocity. If you want to watch the interview with Ed Dow, here's the standalone interview video. Okay, we'll give you the link to that. 7,500 Americans are killed or disabled each day as vax jabs take heavy toll. USA imploding under decivilization assault. Mike Adams, twelve twenty nine twenty two. Uh, Ed Dowd, author of uh, Case Unknown, shared update and slightly horrifying numbers about post-vaccine excess fatalities and excess disability claims. The short version of is that each day an In America, there are about 2,500 excess deaths and 5,000 excess disability victims due to COVID-19 vaccines. This means on an average of about 7,500 Americans are removed from the potential labor pool each day. Granted, not all 7,500 are currently working, but most of them theoretically could contribute to the workforce if they chose to. We look at the uh, macroeconomic implications of this daily removal of 7,500 people from the potential labor pool and what it means for America's economy and military security, uh, among other things. And here he called it the decivilization of the USA. One of the more startling realizations in all of this is that the United States of America is suffering the early stages of a decivilization event, not merely a temporary bump in the road. 
That term refers to the dismantling of the critical complex pillars of a modern advanced civilization, rendering it unable to function. The sudden collapse of Southwest Airlines' flight schedule now being witnessed across the country is an excellent example of this. Here's an airline company that can hardly fly planes because it can't schedule its own crew members to show up. Reportedly, Southwest Airlines failed to invest in its uh, IT systems, and after years of neglect, the crew scheduling systems have cratered. Now the airline has canceled more than 10,000 flights and may not survive much longer as a viable business entity. The uh, level of rank incompetence that Southwest Airlines demonstrates here is also widely demonstrated by banks, government offices, utility companies, and many other service providers. But many people miss the reasons behind it all. One of the primary reasons is that the COVID vaccine is removing competent, experienced people from the workforce by killing or injuring them. In fact, as Ed Dowd reveals, the vaccine did the most damage among those who are employed. 2021 was a very dangerous year to have a job, it turns out as the Biden regime forced employers across the country to mandate vaccines for all their workers. Many workers complied with the jab mandates and have since died or become disabled as a result. The fact that 7,500 additional Americans are suffering this fate every day points to not merely an economic recession or depression, but a decivilization outcome that risks ending Western civilization as we know it, forcing vaccine survivors into an existence they hardly recognize. The Glacial Mad Max, they call this. Ed Dowd calls this the Glacial Mad Max scenario. It's going to get very bad, but not all at once. The slow, steady erosion of the pillars of civilization will become increasingly apparent over time as another 2.7 million people are killed or disabled by the vaccines each year. And that's based on current rates of mortality and disability. Rates that may become significantly worse among those who continue to take the mRNA jabs that obliterate their immune systems and cause their bodies to generate mysterious fibrous clots, which are not simply blood clots, by the way. No, they're not. Uh, globalization is over, Dowd declares uh, in the interview below, and that means the era of cheap, easy stuff is also coming to an end. The world we once knew where we could visit a local Walmart or Target store and pick up foreign-made goods on the cheap is over. From here, things are going to become a lot more expensive and less available. Rather than a global expansion into long, complex supply chains and economies of scale, we are living through the early stages of a global contraction and the collapse 
of globalism itself. The world is about to become a lot more local, with all the global supply chain efficiencies vanishing in short order. And this is colliding with the fact that the U.S. work culture is practically non-existent among younger Americans. They have grown up never expecting to actually produce anything. (laughs) They are consumers after all, not factory workers or creators of anything real. Your favorite celebrity, NFT or crypto coin, doesn't count. Thus, at a time when globalization is collapsing and when Americans are going to have to grow, manufacture, and process things at the local level, there's hardly any local work knowledge remaining that could accomplish such a transition. Those who know how to do anything, the working class of America, are being systematically annihilated by the jabs, leaving behind the non-working welfare class who possess no practical skills and believe they are deserving of never-ending universal basic income subsidies so that they can continue to be consumers. Their world is about as a whole uh, is going to witness the ravages of the reversal of the globalization miracle that made goods affordable, readily available, and easily replaced. Why the Pentagon Can't Fight a War with Russia Part of the definition of a nation is the ability to project power for the purposes of both defending your own shores and also extracting resources from other nations via trade, coercion, or otherwise. This has been accomplished throughout history under various empires such as the British Empire and the U.S. Empire, mastered the art of global resources extraction with its 1944 Bretton Woods Agreement and the positioning of the dollar as the world reserve currency. But, To project power, a nation must maintain a degree of domestic industrialization so that it can manufacture munitions and weapons of war. This requires a long, complex supply chain of steel, polymers, oil, rubber, electronics, and the like. More importantly, it requires a skilled and willing labor force that's able to work in munitions factories. No such workforce currently exists among American culture. Soy boys don't build bombs, and woke idiots can't run lays. In the USA, the productive labor force is being decimated by the jab. The culture wars have also sapped any shred of work ethic out of the youth, rendering a generational of uh, virtue-signaling snowflakes who are incapable of using their hands to do anything other than play video games. As a result, there's nobody left in America to run the war factories. That is, until you consider the illegals who are crossing over the open borders by the millions. My contention is that the DOD... uh, plans to recruit illegals to run munitions factories because otherwise 
the United States has near zero ability to run the industrial manufacturing necessi- necessary to uh, sustain any real war effort with Russia or China. After killing Americans with the bioweapon, the Pentagon will recruit illegals to man the munitions factories. Mm -hmm. After having sent the vast majority of its supply of artillery shells, drones, anti-tank systems, and now even artillery pieces to Ukraine, the United States of America has very little left to defend itself against an invasion force from an enemy uh, nation like China. Granted, The Pacific Ocean is a large moat, but given advances in the scale and and efficiency of maritime transportation, it's no longer the formidable chasm it was in World War II. China has the capability to sail hundreds of millions of tons of military equipment to invasion forces that might assault the west coast of America, and China has the blackmail to force Joe Biden to order America to stand down its own military as such an invasion takes place. Hmm. The loss of the ability to defend your own borders is part of the decivilization now accelerating in the United States. And the vaccine Fatalities and disabilities only accelerate this alarming phenomenon. Combined with the anti-fertility effects of the mRNA jab, it now looks like the USA will be utterly unable to achieve a sustainable reproduction rate to maintain its labor force. The American people are being deliberately killed off and replaced by illegal migrants. And those migrants are both willing to work and capable of reproduction. Two critical properties that are being stripped away from the Americans via weaponization of the vaccine. The end result of all this is not in doubt the economic, military, and demographic collapse of the United States of America a top goal of one-world-government-globalist types who have long regarded the USA and its Constitution as a thorn in the side of global domination. Thus, the positioning of the vaccine as a depopulation weapon is just one part of an engineered collapse event designed to take down America and terrorize the world with another set of carefully planned and previously simulated crisis events. You are being annihilated and then replaced. Those who fail to understand the macroeconomic and geopolitical implications of the vaccine depopulation scheme are missing the the bigger picture. It isn't merely about killing people off. It's about killing certain people so they can be replaced by a a foreign workforce that's still willing to run the munitions factories and sweep the floors. The robot takeover, after all, hasn't arrived yet. Until it does, the globalists are happy to make do with a migrant takeover. Just as long as they can keep the weapons factories operating uh, 
as long as possible. The vaccines targeted the most competent uh, first world professionals on purpose. As those people are swept out of the way, they will be replaced by obedient, low-education illegals who will be granted amnesty and then work permits and then voting rights to help keep the uh, uniparty in power as they engineer the total collapse of Western civilization, a process now accelerating by the day across Western Europe, by the way. So note carefully that both Democrats and Rhino Republicans are all in favor of amnesty. This should be no surprise once you understand the reality of the replacement effort now underway. In summary, we are not merely watching genocide. We are witnessing the permanent rejiggering of the economic order by malicious anti-human Luciferians who celebrate death and destruction. Every person who takes another booster shot is inadvertently working on their behalf, by the way, helping to achieve their malicious aims. And to top it all off, the uh, oblivious masses have no idea any of this is happening, even as their own family, friends, and co-workers are being maimed or killed by the vaccines. The global vaccine holocaust is being carried out right under the noses of the ignorant and thanks to CIA-controlled narratives across media and tech platforms, those who don't possess the mental capacity to question false authority are instead spellbound by it, and they will soon be destroyed by it. Yes, what a shame. Well, I will share this dream here by Anna Stewart. Praise delivers us from our enemies. Amen. One three twenty three. I dreamed I was sitting on a bench outside of a building that was elevated off the ground. The building was made up of four parts with a pathway intersection dividing it through the middle. It seemed to be on the east side of the building. Or excuse me, I seem to be on the east side of the building. Uh, a large man was sitting with me, and I had my head on his shoulder, but I never saw his face. And, uh, of course, she has in parenthesis here, the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Other believers were also there with us. Then we came under siege from the enemy. Men were patrolling and not allowing anyone to leave the bench. Well, sitting on the bench means you're not in the game, <laughs> right? So the enemy seemed to be the French, but they looked more like ancient Roman soldiers. Well, the French and Roman overlords of history terrorized and persecuted people who didn't agree with their ideology, such as Christians today, as we will see. Uh, at one point, a group of soldiers stampeded their horses right past us while the horsemen cracked long, scourging whips at us. The cracks of the whips were so loud, and I could see the metal on the ends of the whips, but I wasn't afraid. No one was hurt by them. Then Michael said that we needed to praise the Lord. I got up and raised my arms 
and started walking around the building singing Revelation song. Others joined me, and as we got to the south side of the building, I could see that the enemy filled the huge open space before the building. They were firing gunshots at us and using many forms of ancient artillery. Uh, I would consider this to be their normal attacks, maybe, uh, you know, whatever. I thought to myself that I would rather die praising the Lord than sitting on the bench. Again, that means you're not in the game, right? You're a serf. <laughs> I didn't look at the enemy, but just focused on praising the the Lord. It was in, in the back of my mind that the Lord might even supernaturally keep us from enemy fire as a testimony. After three or four times around the house, I finally looked down where the enemy had been and saw that they were scattering and fleeing. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Let's try it on the beast, okay? In our day. Like in Psalm 149, 6 through 9, where it says, Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the nations and punishments upon the peoples, to bind their kings with chains. Believe it, folks, it works. And their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Do it. Do it. Praise ye the Lord. God is so awesome. Okay, I'm going to share this uh, Wings of Prophecy here. Um, it's reposted uh, 1123. David's notes in red. Only one Wings of Prophecy. Uh, well, through this word um, has been reposted once. It is such a serious and powerful word I feel it warrants us being reminded again. The days ahead will require you to determine and to decide who and what is really your God. Many of you think you know already, but you have never truly been made to choose only one. You think you will choose me above all others, but you see not the gods lurking within your mind and your heart. God's uh, the enemy used to tempt you away from me. At this point, I heard heart-breaking sadness in the voice of the Lord, like you hear in the voice of someone who just found out their spouse was unfaithful. Some of you have allowed these gods to invade your lives. You have welcomed them. Some of you are even aware of their presence, yet you do nothing to cleanse your hearts of them, thinking that I will understand and excuse your idolatry. Of course, things that rule over you, that gather your attention, that keep you from reading your Bible and all these things, uh, or uh, cater to your flesh, these are idols. These are gods. So, back to the prophecy. Did I not say in my word, Thou shalt have no other gods before me? At this point I heard serious anger in the Lord's voice. And so you shall not, if you are mine and act like it. 
Days coming will bring hard circumstances that will require you to choose which God you will serve. Only one. Think hard and decide well, my children, for this choice cannot be undone. Some of my children have already chosen. They have followed me wherever I led them, laying aside their own dreams and desires and taking up my cross. For them, this choice has already been made, and the days to come will be far easier than for others. For those who have remained enmeshed in the world and all of its temptations, the times to come will be very hard indeed. For you have lived a soft life, putting your faith in what you can see instead of me. Your faith is flimsy. It's like a reed that bends with every new wind of doctrine. You are easily deceived because you have not built your house of faith on the rock of my son. Amen. And his word, I might add. You must choose which God you will serve for the rest of your earthly lives. This is the God you will serve in eternity as well. My children, many of you underestimate the importance of and lateness of the time you live in. You do not see my son's return approaching and, and, and the method by which he, should, he will return. They haven't seen either, let me point out. Did I not say, like a thief in the night? Yet many of you do nothing to prepare yourselves for his soon return. Will his bride not ready herself for her groom? Will you be found not dressed when the wedding party arrives? Will you be left behind? You must think on these things now while there is still time, and choose well. In the days soon coming, chaos shall abound in many nations— there will be very little time to think later for some of you who read this word. Your lives will be cut short because of this disaster or that uprising. Do not make the mistake of thinking that you have more time than you do. Some decisions should not be put off until another time. Do not be like the rich man in my word who stored up his, brand, his barns and set himself to enjoy his worldly pleasures, whose soul was required of him that night. For you know that the seriousness of all that is about to transpire. Do not wait. Choose now which God you will serve. I have given you all you need to survive and prosper in this time. You need only ask to receive of what I have for you. Adversity has risen up against you time and time again. Many of you have, been, have prayed and asked why this is so. Adversity is your teacher, my children. Adversity brings hardship that prepares you for what is harder still that is yet to come. Trust me, I can see further down the road into your future than you can. Ah, uh, this is why... You must allow me to guide your paths and not try to understand every tiny nuance, nuance of what happens. It is not always for you to understand, but for you to simply obey me in faith, trusting that I love you. I know what is best for all concerned. And this next year will bring many changes you cannot see from where you are. 
I am trying to position each of you to be ready for these changes, but some of you resist my past. This will cause further hardship to come into your lives. Often, what my children suffer is a result of not obeying me at some earlier time. Some of what is to come is far worse than my children are expecting. I am trying to protect you by guiding your past to a safer place. Obey me and all shall be well. Resist and you shall be left with the results of your own way. Come up high with me. Let us commune together as you worship me in spirit and in truth. Allow me to prepare you for all that is to come. Uh, I'm going to put some very informative links here. I'm going to read them to you. A very large increase in deaths. Funeral directors and embalmers talk about new death trends. Uh, Funeral directors and embalmers alarmed by freakishly large blood clots clogging veins in vaccinated bodies. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, four phases of jab-related death. The worst is yet to come. Um, the plan the WHO has of 10 years of infectious diseases starting from 2020 to 2030. Are you ready? How amazing. They've planned it out for us, the criminals. Um let me leave you with God's promise of protection in His Word. You should look at this regularly. Confess it with your mouth. Uh, Psalm 91, 5-11 Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Why is that? Because fear is faith in reverse. It brings you what you fear. Okay. Verse 6, For the pestilence that walketh in darkness, don't be afraid of that, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto thee. Only with thine eyes thou shalt behold and see the reward of the wicked. For thou, O Lord, art my refuge. Thou hast made the Most High thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy tent. For he will, keep, he will give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. He's, of course, speaking to the faithful here. And he's made an awesome promise here about plagues and pestilences that should be remembered, right? Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for your warnings and some truth going out about what's really going on out there and how uh, a, a large portion of the world has gone nuts, totally. And um, uh, thank you, Lord, for this um, revival somewhat in the political realm that is bringing down the most sinister and the most evil uh, people that have ever come together to rule over another people. Thank you, Father, for this. In the name of Jesus, thank you for the victory that you have given unto us, Lord, in your Son, Jesus Christ. 
And uh, Lord, thank you for preparing us for eternity. This is the most important reason that we're here, is to be prepared for eternity. And to do that, we have to believe the promises of God. Thank you, Father, for doing this for us. Thank you for opening our eyes. Thank you for spreading the news far and wide. Uh, Please wake up the masses, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, folks. God bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name, amen.